I just want to close basically with this. I wanted to read. Um, I had planned on doing Luke 15, the story of the, call it the prodigal son or the lost son, but we've kind of added that because really um, it, it's a lot more than that. But in, as I was thinking about doing that for Father's Day, I, I just thought about, I think I was sharing with Kelly. I said I was in the... <laughs> I forgot what I said I was doing. I think I was in the shower, and I was just going, that's it. I need to have a couple of testimonies, and I immediately thought of both of you guys. because. And I just want to read this. A lot of y'all have heard this story before. I think it'll be on the screen. Luke 15, um, starting in verse 11. And, and Jesus is basically telling this story and a couple of others before it out of the religious leaders seeing that sinful, lost people were coming to Jesus and they were going, look how he welcomes all those sinners. And Jesus hears all this, and instead of yelling at them and getting in their face, he just starts telling these stories about lostness. And there was a man who had two sons, and the younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. And it, as his audience is hearing that, they're going, what? You don't give your son his inheritance to win, y'all. When, you, when you're dead. So he's basically saying, Dad, drop dead now so I can have my inheritance now. And so his audience is going, what? Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. And after he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. Now again, this audience is going, what? He's feeding pigs? You're Jewish? Not a good combination, barbecue and Jews. That's just not one of those things, you know? Um, so again, all these things, his audience is going, you know, they're, they're tracking with him. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. And this is a big, this is a huge transition here. But while he was a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son. He threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son starts to present this speech. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they begin to celebrate. And again, his audience is going, What? You do not run after a son who's been rebellious, the religious leaders are fuming. I bet their veins are poking out of their necks. That's not how you treat a son who's been, you know, done this kind of thing. They ask you to drop dead and then squandered all the money. And the dad's throwing a party. But notice what the father says to him. Quick, let's celebrate. We have to celebrate this son of mine. He says, your identity will always be my son. You will, no, matter how, no matter what you've done, I know what you did. I can imagine, but he's been looking. Just like Fred was talking, that's what I thought about. He was seven and a half hours from Luke, but you thought about him every day. 
You waited for those phone calls. And this dad, he didn't have cell phones, but he waited. He was looking. Maybe he's going to come home today. Maybe he's going to come home today. Maybe he's going to come home today. And he was looking. And man, when he saw him, bam, he was out there and he hugged him. And, you know, I, I hear the speech, but we're, we're going to celebrate. And he, not for a second, you're still my son. We're going to celebrate. But meanwhile, and this is where I think everybody here identifies with somebody in this story. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field, and when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. So he called one of the servants, and he asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Even the servants get it. They go, hey, isn't this great? And the older brother became angry and refused to go in. And so his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this, now notice how he phrases it. When this son of yours, when this son of yours um, squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. And notice how what his dad does. My son, your identity, my son. You're always being my son. You are always with me and everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. And, and you notice in the beginning of that, he divided the property. The older son got, I think, two-thirds and the younger got a third. So he, he's already getting, you know, he says... All I have is yours, but we had to celebrate. We had to be glad because this brother, now he turns it on him. This son of yours, this brother of yours, he's your brother. You can try to say he's not, you don't identify with him, but he's still your brother. He says he was dead and is alive and he was lost and is found. And then Jesus just stops and everybody just has to sit there and let that whole story soak in. Who am I? And so that's when I thought about Isaiah. You know, when he just shared with us about God says, I'm forgiving you for what you've done. You, if you're going to embrace that grace and that forgiveness, you've got to be able to give that grace and forgiveness. And man, you had a tall order with your dad. But he understood. But see, the, the older son wasn't there. I don't care if people are lost. I don't care if they're dead. They can stay dead and they can stay lost. Y'all, as a church, we have to celebrate. We have to celebrate aliveness and foundness, don't we? That's what we've got to do. We can't just go, well, you know, they're, they're there. That's where they are. Just let them. And I guess they'll come home someday. No, we've got to. And when they do come back, like you did to your son, like you did to your dad, that's when people know, man, I'm loved. They know. You don't have to say, it's not about deserving, is it? If it was about deserving, we would never get it. None of us would get God's grace. But it's about celebrating when people who are lost are found, when people who are dead are alive again. And this is a perfect segue for us to go into communion this morning and say, God, just like Isaiah put it so well, just like Fred put it so well this morning, God knows, and sometimes he doesn't take us out of those things. God, Jesus asked to be taken out of his storm right before he was crucified, didn't he? He says, man, if we don't have to go through with this, Father, but not my will, but your will. But he knew in order for us to be forever forgiven, once and for all, D-O-N-E, done with sin and death, he had to go through with what he did. And he did. 